This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hunt, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And my Solana McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. You know, it's weird. So I edit these all the time, right? So I right. have to listen to them all the fucking time. And um, uh, now when I do the intro, it's really weird because in my head, I'm like, that's me talking right now. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like I'm used to hear the intro, I always say exactly the same thing, right? Uh-huh. And so like when I hear it, it's bizarre because it's like, that's me talking right now. You know what you could do is we could just record the intro once and then just use it every yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we can't do that. No, no. Never. Like, but it's funny because it always sounds the same. Yeah. No, but it, there's every just time. every time you get like a little, little flavor, yeah, like, little just going. If you're listening closely, there's Easter eggs of uh, <laughs> our how things are. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know this. Depending, yeah. like sometimes Maya's a little down. She's like, and Maya's a little. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Josh is coming for me right now. <laughs> All right, let's get sometimes, into. Sometimes Josh is like cracking up as he's doing that's, his intro. That is, that is true. Because literally one second before Chris push, pushes play on Something the recorder. Something funny happens. Yeah, someone makes a butt joke and then Josh is trying to hold it together and then I'm looking at him and I'm laughing. So if I'm getting ready to talk and Josh is the one laughing, then who is the someone who's making <laughs> yeah, a butt right, joke? Right, right. I, know, I don't know. Some <laughs> mystery person's making a butt some joke. Some other person's making a butt joke, not me. <laughs> and people listen to this for the IQ. I know. Yeah, right. sorry. No, it's mine. <laughs> I don't care. I was apologizing to you. I know, I know that. All right. (laughs) Josh is like, apology accepted. For everyone else. For all the people who are listening, I'm accepting for them. This is the way it works. Um, Okay, we have a really good episode today, though, I feel like. So it'll it'll be worth it. Setting it up. For people. Um, And it's something I came, I was thinking about the other day, and I'm not even. I like, Josh is like, we have a really good episode. It's one that I came up with, so I know it's certified solid gold. (laughs) Gonna be good stuff, guys. Yeah, the ones ones they come with questionable. Question mark. (laughs) I'm gonna go through and listen and figure out which ones have the highest listen rate, and And if I came up with the idea. Wow. Wow, we're really putting each other on blast. So I don't know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how this came to me like I can't remember but uh, it occurred to me the other day that um, there is something special about Aikido that sort of sets it apart from um, all of the other martial arts and it's the way that the system or at least my understanding of it deals with uh, commitment and attachment um, and the idea being 100% commitment but zero attachment um, which is a weird thing maybe for, for people to understand. But it's the way that Aikido works, and, to, uh, and I feel like it's the only way that it can work. So if you are not 100% committed and have zero attachments, things get begin to get wonky. Things get messy. If you can have that, though, it allows you to um, have a, a power over your uh, opponent um, if – they don't have that, right? Like, so uh, if, for instance, you're the person attacking or, or whatever has an attachment to you or an attachment to hurting you or an attachment to the their idea of what's going to happen, and you do not, you then have a power. A power. That. That, and, and I feel like that's sort of where... Uh, the the true power of Aikido lies in that idea that you are not attached at all to what is happening 
Um, and, and we talk about this in a lot of different ways. Sometimes we'll talk about being present or we'll talk about being in the moment. But really that what that is, it's zero. It's not having an attachment to what's happening. It's being with what's happening. It's funny because I think the words attachment and the words commitment are easy to confuse. And people have a hard time understanding the difference between the two. And sometimes when people give... Uh, an example of them being committed, what they're actually giving is an, an example of them being attached, you know. Um, and commitment is just the desire to do this thing as long as it's working to its completion. And attachment is when you see that that thing's not working out anymore and you still try to force it to work. So you're trying to make something work even though it's not actually working anymore, you know. And, and it's a hard thing to figure out. You, you really have to be present and in the moment to see what's going on with that. In... in I think what had this, the idea came to me and I was thinking about, you know, a situation, um, like a, a conflict situation, um, and let's say, you know, we're in a ring and we're fighting and, and the two people are fighting, they're both attached to the idea of what's happening, which is, I want to destroy this other person, right? Or prove something. Or, right, or, or whatever, you know, a right. award or something. Or whatever that is. Um and in and and if you can separate yourself from that, then you have an instant advantage, right? So, for instance, if we're in a if I'm in a conflict with someone and and that person wants to you know punch me in the face, but I don't really care about getting him or anything else punching um, him back, yeah, right. Then I have an advantage because his attachment to me means he has to come to me. He has to find me where I'm at right Um, and that is a powerful thing and if you understand that you can use that on the flip side of that you do not want to be attached right like I don't want to be attached to um, the thing as it's unfolding I just want to let it unfold right and this is all kind of weird to be talking I I hope that people are understanding what I'm saying but it's it's a um, a real hard subject to hit um there's a lot of stuff going along right now. Like, so there were recently several little uh, things that popped up about um, uh, what is a committed attack. So uh, that's been kind of flying around the Aikido community right now online. We um, did we did that uh, podcast, right? Already. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. I think it's just coincidental, so but, but yeah. pretty much right after we did that, um, the whole bunch of people were talking about it. I don't think it has anything to do with us. It was just coincidence. But, right. but um, a lot of people are talking about what's a committed attack. And, and you know, so... A committed attack means that I see an objective and I, I give 100% to making that objective happen, right? So, like, you know, I'm going to swing my sword and cut. Um, and that's a committed attack, so I'm committed to it. Now, attached is when I'm trying to force that same attack to happen when the situation's no longer there, right? So, for example, I'm in the middle of my sword cut. That was one sword cut. The idea was to cut down this person, and they move and I change the line of my sword to cut them somewhere else. That is attached to my original uh, attack. I'm not saying that that's necessarily right or wrong. It's just not not what we're looking at most of the time in philosophy of Aikido. And so with this committed attack, there were a lot of people talking about like, well, you know, when I make the attack on someone and then they move, I follow them wherever they go no matter what. And it's like, well, what are you training there? What's the goal of what you're training? Are you Are you training 
your commitment? Are you training your attachment? Are you training the timing of their moving? Are you training what, what is the specific thing you're training? Because if you're training um, your commitment, then your commitment just went to crap because you decided to change your thing. You know, like you're you're mutilating your original attack instead of just finishing your first attack and going on to the next thing. So it's, it's easy to get confused about what all these things are. I think it makes it more confusing too because when you're practicing something with, with two roles, you know, with the Uke and Anage, where they're both doing two different things, um, it's like, okay, who's Who's practicing? Who's getting? Who's doing what? Who's right. doing the thing? Who is getting the most practice right now? Right. And and the truth is, they're both getting. You're both practicing different things. Right. But it, it's like uh, you know, if if the intention of the thing is more like we're trying to get Nagi to understand this concept, then the Uke's got to facilitate that. But if the Uke's focused on um, a different idea, then it can can kind of mess up the the situation and make it hard for the person who was supposed to be learning to learn what it is they were supposed to be learning at, at that moment right it's uh it, it's really just such a mixed bag so if we just look for a second at committed attacks and what committed attacks are so let's say you know if i was giving a fencing lesson or something right and so uh you know i'm the fencing master and so the master's job is to provide the situation for the student to learn to deal with right and so the student basically is training their unconscious mind to respond in a specific way that's dictated by the master. Now the master would be doing a bad job if he always changed it so the student couldn't win the engagement, right? So let's say, you know, my job is I'm going to uh, thrust towards your face and then your job is to parry that and then to return with a, a, a cut to my face, right? Well, because I'm the master and I know what you're doing, Every time I could halfway thrust and then I could deliver a cut instead of a thrust and you'll lose because that's not the situation we're training. And so you have to understand that in that role, even though the fencing master knows what's going to happen in the end, he never does anything but thrust towards the face and get cut in the face in return, right? That Nothing besides that ever happens because that's the tr situation we're training. Now and he's facilitating the student's learning. That's right. And it's, it's not about him right now. That's it's right. It's not about him. It's about the student. And so, like, yeah. when you're the role of Uke and Aikido, you're basically playing what in fencing would be the master's role. You're facilitating a situation for the nage to, to do. And so, you know, it, it, you should be providing completely committed attacks. You should completely give to the attack. It doesn't matter if they move early or if they move late or anything else. For that form, they're doing this. Now, you might say in your head, and this is where the confusion starts, you go, well, but if he's moving early, I want to let him know that he's moving early, and I can see it, and that's fine, but not for that kind of practice. And so, like, you know, when we're training kata, which is what most people are talking about doing kata, people want to in introduce all these live elements to it that revolve, that involve changing and doing and, and adapting and doing different things like kanren and kaishi and all these different ideas but you can't do that in a basic forms practice and so like the beginning stage of learning what a committed attack is is doing it in a situation where this is the only thing i'm doing i'm cutting to your head that's the only thing i'm doing right. and an attachment in a kata situation is you're attached to making your initial attack work no matter what right and that's gonna it's gonna skew it's the situation. It's gonna skew the situation. Yeah, that's really funny because uh, when Josh had suggested that topic, I was thinking, 
100% commitment, 0% attachment, more on the on the on the role of the the nage or the person, you know, quote unquote, doing the aikido. Well, that um, right. Which is which <clears throat> I I think that's what you were kind of that. originally thinking about, but that's a really good point, which is like the uke is also facilitating that same thing and they should have that same um, they should be in that same mental place, which is I'm going to commit to the thing that I am, uh, that my role is right now, that I'm doing right now, and I'm not attached to any, I think, and I think that's what the attachment is referring to, is any extra bullshit that doesn't have to do with what we're doing, you know? Right. And I think you see that a lot, which is where people, um, we all do it. I've done it where, like, it, you've come over and been like, you're, you're, you know, you're trying to win right now. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I am right, trying to win right now without even realizing it, right. you know? Uh, fucking the practice, and there and therein, I'm therein just, lies yeah. the, the. And this is, you know, what I think is awesome about that. Therein lies the the power of it, right? Is that like, in in training purposes, it fucks it all up. But in a real life purpose, if you can recognize that the person is attached to some other bullshit, um, right? And you Proving can something and you can separate you. it, separate yourself from that. Then you have a power over them. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, if you, of, if you are not uh, attached to your own bullshit. Right. right. And, and that, that attached to your own bullshit is the problem. And it's the problem you get into and, and what most martial arts are actually built to do, which is when I realize someone is attacking me, I become attached to attacking them. Right. Right. And Aikido is not about that. Aikido is about uh, the only attachment I have is keeping myself safe. Nothing else matters, right? That's right. the only attachment. You know, and the, and the fewer attachments you can have, the better off you are, right? So, I mean, you know, we could make this as simple, you know, like, so if you're a single person um, who's financially independent, um, then you have who very are, few Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? this guy. Um, you have very few attachments in the world. So I you're real work, free. If you want to go to China, you can go to China. If you want to go do this, you can go do this, right? Now, if you got to work a job, well, that's one attachment. So, but you're still singles. So you can go do a lot of stuff you want. You got to be at work on time. But other than that, now you have a significant other. It's like okay, there's another attachment. And then you have kids, and then you have the kids' desires, and then you have you know all these different things. And we build a family, and, and the more attachments you have, I'm trying to depress anyone here, but the more attachments you have, the less freedom you have, yeah, and right. so the less autonomy you have. And right. in Aikido, the goal autonomy is to is, to, yeah. to make our um, our attachments as few as possible, so I can be as free as possible, so I can. Use Use anything someone does against me against them, right? So it turns back around to them. Uh, Michael Varen, uh, <laughs> one of the instructors here, uh, I remember one time, long time ago, talking about you know the the idea of uh, facing down a sword uh, and sort of how the samurai were not attached to the idea of death. You know, like it was uh, walking out of the battlefield, you already know that you're dead, and and so the the um, the question is just sort of. The what's happening in the in between time, and I think that is reflective here. It's like that's the the non attachment that we're looking for. Like you can't be attached to uh, for them at least life, death, any of that stuff. You just had to be present in the moment because when you're staring down a sword or a gun, whatever, um, there's no time for any of that. Truthfully, right? the best chance you have is to be as present as possible. Right. That's right. And if you're too attached to I have to live, then you're not thinking about the moment. Right. If, if you're in a, a really perfect mindset, and like to me, you can see this, I can see this best in students when they finally start to get confident in their ukemi. A good student will give a really committed attack, and that attack could turn into anything. The nage could drop down, and you see an aikyo tosh, or all kinds of weird stuff could happen that's real hard for the uke to deal with, but because they're confident in their ukemi skills, they know 
that that committed attack will turn into whatever they need to be safe after the committed attack. Before that stage, the students always have hesitant attacks. Uh -huh. And the hesitant attacks are what tend to get shoulders separated and That's what gets necks hurt. twisted. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Cause what happens is you, you're not sure, not sure, not sure, and you put yourself in this weird hesitant position where you can't adapt nicely to whatever's going on and you, you get kind of knocked down and you get hurt and th that's when i see people get hurt is when they're in a weird hesitant place you right. know it's funny also that that zero a hundred percent commitment zero percent attachment that's kind of the like going onto the battlefield with whatever happens happens kind of mentality but um it's kind of like what you want to do like when we were in vegas we were gambling like that's the same kind of thing as you go in assuming i'm gonna lose my hundred bucks that i brought that's already a foregone conclusion i don't have to worry about uh, or have any attachment to I need to make back my money or right. I need to because it's like I'm paying for a good time right now That's I'm right. Right. bringing my hundred dollars assuming I'm gonna lose it so that I can have a good time and that allows me to be present and have the fun that I'm gonna have right. enjoy the ups and downs of gambling without like the whole time going oh my goodness I'm four dollars down right. or so and if you do that you know truthfully you are in a less better position because you'll that's when you start to make stupid stuff right, like exactly well if i just tripled this bet right now then i'll be right back to where right, i was right. start you know or i won't double down on this even though it's 11 right, because right, right. uh you know right it makes you make bad choices because you're too attached to some other thing that's not happening right in the in the moment right now and i feel like uh and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like aikido is is a rare martial art that really uh not only allows you to look at that but has part like of that in its core sort of principles i mean we don't we maybe don't we personally talk about it i think um but i'm not sure a lot of other schools talk about it look at it you know maybe they do but um you know that idea of presence of mind of i mean we talk about koki misuya it's all it's all it's tied in you know? um but I really do feel like it's it's the thing that kind of sets us apart, and it's the thing that gives the gives us power. You know, when we talk about using the other person's energy against them, this is what we're talking about, right? Like that energy could be come in the form of their attachment, right? Right. Um, so that's not like a physical thing necessarily, but recognizing like, oh yeah, that guy wants to to he is attached to me, right? Or if we're looking at it in forms practice, a lot of times, you know, um, if we're doing uh, like stuff with a, a tanto in motion, right? A lot of times you'll see this where um, if the person is not attached to your hand, this technique is not going to, you're not going to be able to lead them properly, right? right? So you have to be able to recognize if they are attached when they are attached and then you can use that right man that's a i think that's a really great thing to talk about and this came up recently in some forum stuff what uh, people talking about like uh what if the grip gets broken in aikido techniques you know and, and there's this mm -hmm. thing that i think i think this is a preposterous idea and i'm sorry if i'm stepping on your toes but i've never liked this idea and, and as time goes on and i understand more about aikido the more ridiculous i think this idea is that somehow when you do Aikido techniques, there's some kind of magnetism or some kind of special secret thing that happens that people can't let go of you, right? Like, so, you know, when you grab my wrist, uh, you can't let go somehow. And so that's why I get to do my Aikido techniques. Is that Aikido something techniques. that some people uh, oh, yeah. yes. believe? Yes. Oh, yeah. That is, I've, uh, seen, I've seen some videos. Um, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff around that. And it, it's, um, it's a silly idea. So, look, if someone grabs your wrist, you don't want them to hold your wrist. That's it. That's the beginning and the end. You might want someone to 
follow your wrist because you're going to lead them somewhere. But the reason they're following your wrist is if they didn't follow your wrist, it would be worse for them. So I'll give you an example. I have a knife in my hand and I move my hand to the right. If you don't move your hand to the right in order, in order to, to, grab, to the grab the weapon hand, mm -hmm. then I'm going to come back and cut you. So if you ignore my my choice to move my hand to the right and you attack on the left, I will cut from right to left and I will cut you. If you choose to follow me, you will open yourself up to leading in Aikido, right? So uh, uh, the idea that I can I can make you go somewhere different. I don't need to make Taino Hinko because I will make you make the Taino Hinko for me. I lead you to another direction. Um, then that's leading, and that's leading in how Aikido leading works. Now, if they're faster than me, I made a bad choice because this person's real fast, and they adapted quicker than I could remove my hand, now we're in Tedori. So that means they have a hold of my hand, and I want to clear my hand. Now, the first thing I want to do in And Aikido, why do you want to clear your hand? Because I have a weapon, and I want right. to cut them and stab them with it. That's what I want to do. And so, um, so when I move my hand... Um, and they stay stuck to it, I want to make Hadoki, so I want to make a clearing technique. What are clearing techniques? Nikyo is a clearing technique, Sankyo is a clearing technique, Ikyo is a clearing technique, Yankyo is a clearing technique, Rokyo is a clearing technique. I could go on all day, but all the techniques in Aikido are built to clear. So I'm clearing my weapon hand. If I can't clear it, it will end in technique, right? So like Shionage or Kodagaish or something like this. It'll end in technique because they've stayed so stuck to me. But because of the way I move in Aikido, they will have to follow me there. And so that's them being attached right. to me, literally and figuratively. They're attached to me as I move. So they won't let go of my hand because I would stab them if they let go of my hand. And so that will put them into weird positions that um, allow Aikido techniques to happen, right? Shionage is real common for this. This happens in Shionage a lot, where they keep following me, following me, following me until they're thrown because they put themselves in a stupid position. So there's an example of how we use our commitment against their attachment. When they desire to attach to us, we can use that attachment to take them into stupid positions. And, and I would argue that that that's the that's the whole thing yeah you know like that that's all of it um is using their and this is again when we talk about using people's energies energy against them that's what we're talking about right. it's not their i mean it, it at some point it might be physical their physical energy uh their kinetic energy as as you're two interacting but it starts with that intention intention yeah. that uh attachment mm -hmm. that's what we're using and if at any point that breaks right so their uh, attachment to my weapon hand or my body breaks cool i run away or i walk away or whatever Cut them or whatever um, yeah if it doesn't they're going to throw themselves right. essentially right. or they're right. going to unbalance themselves um if i can keep my uh head right and and use uh, my movement correctly. Right. So, you know, in, in Aikido, like, uh, the kanji for I, awase, is to, to fit. And it's the, the kanji is literally uh, a lid of a teapot sitting in a teapot. That's what it is. And, like, how that connection's made. So that it's like one thing fits nicely inside another, right? And that's, that's awase or I. And then ki, the kanji for ki is rice with steam coming off the rice. And so what it's pointing at is that there's some kind of energy that's like steam, which is like, you know, steam is powerful. It can drive a locomotive. But at the same time, steam is not something you can grab a hold of. You can't put steam in a jar and save it for later. Um, you can't grab some steam and show it to your friend. It's you can't. ephemeral. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's, it, there's no real body to it, even though it's hugely powerful. And so, like, when, when we're talking about Aiki, in, in Aikido, what we want to do ideally is we want it to fit 
and to fit means I'm either going to lead it, I'm going to meet it, or I'm going to um, avoid it. I want to meet, uh, lead, or avoid their ephemeral energy, if you will, right? So they're, they're like non-physical stuff, right? And what's non-physical stuff? It's intent, right? And so, I mean, you know, we could talk about this in a real woo-woo way where I'm like, I'm like, you know, my key emanates from my hara and it go, you know, I get to say all this stuff. But the truth is someone has an intent. I want to punch this fucker in the face. That's an intent. Okay. Now, until he's actually throwing the punch, that's non-physical. That's just key. It's just, it's just a, it doesn't have a form yet, but it's an idea. If I can detect someone's key early, I can detect they're going to punch me in the face, and I move to a position that they cannot punch to the face, they have two choices now. They can either, one, leave, which in Aikido and self-defense ideas, that's great. I would yeah. like you to not punch me in the face and awesome, leave. Awesome, yeah. Fantastic. Their second choice is to move so they can punch me in the face. Now, if they do that, they are following me. I am leading the situation. And then I can lead them somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. And that's until, that power that Josh is talking right, about. Right. That's Josh. That's exactly what Josh was saying. And that's how I use their desire to attack against them because they are trying to get themselves in a position to attack me. And I will not allow that position to happen. I'm not trying to directly stop the attack. I'm stopping their key. I'm stopping their intent to attack before it even materializes. Now, if I fuck that up, they will make contact with me, and then we have escape techniques. And if I fuck that up, then we have full techniques, right? So like uh, the Kiyowaza and the Nagewaza and Osekomi, stuff like this, right? But but ideally, I don't want to use any of that. Right. I want to detect it early, and then I want to use their attachment to the attack against them. Right. And on the flip side of that, you want to be able to not have an attachment to what you're doing. That's right. So that right. if you they grab you, you uh, know that you're going to clear. If you try to clear and it doesn't break free, that you move on to the next thing next and don't thing, stand there. Thing, and we see this all the time in Aikido, uh, other stuff more so, I think, where uh, someone gives force into you, you immediately want to put force back, right? We were and doing you... a self-defense seminar today, and literally, like, I was uh, I was partnered with someone else, and it was my turn to practice. Um, and, uh, and she was... Uh, like I was trying to, it was a very simple technique that we were practicing and they weren't instructed to give any uh, re, uh, resistance whatsoever. Yeah. And I was just moving her arm and she like tensed it up yeah. and wanted to push against me. And uh, she noticed that herself and she was like, I don't know why I'm tensing against yeah. you. There's no reason for me yeah. to do that. And I'm like, you're right, there's not. But it's funny how, how and, we just do that. And right. that's what through Aikido practice we have to train out of ourselves is the unconscious right. desire to get in and mix it up. Right. Because the second you attach to attacking them back, you're no longer leading them. You're responding to them, yeah. right? So, you know, if we look at, and, and Yoshiba said, don't look at this, but but it's it's a good way to talk about it, I think. You know, if you look at the attack timings, you have sin, sin, no sin, sin, no sin, and go, no sin. I'm either before, I'm during, or I'm after. That's how the Germans would say it. Um, or the Vor, the Indus, and the Nacht. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, I'm either, I'm either before them, with them, or after them. The second that I am doing stuff in response to them, I am now following them. You're They're not behind. following me. I'm behind them. Right. And so they dictate what happens. But if I can catch their key, I can catch their energy early, then I can always dictate how they attack me. And if I can do that, I can get ahead of them. And so if we talk about OODA loops, this is what John Boyd was talking about. This is how I get ahead in the OODA loop. I observe, orient, decide, and act faster than they can observe, orient, decide, and act. And that's because I'm not responding to them. 
they are responding to me. So that means every time they're, they're observing my loop, then I'm already one ahead. So I've already decided and acted when they're just now observing. So that puts them an entire loop behind me, which means I dictate everything. So right. as, as long as I don't attach, I will win that engagement. We see this, I saw this great video. We were kind of in our little group here, uh, video that shared of uh, this attack. It was a machete attack and uh, the guy who was being attacked uh, knew some martial arts and decided to have a kick fight with one of the guys who had a machete. So he was Josh unarmed. Is, Josh is funny saying kick fight, but like no joke. Yeah, he was trying to kick fight the kick dude. Kick fight a machete yeah. guy. He was unarmed and he a, was unarmed. a guy was attacking him with a machete. guy was attacking him with a machete. Two guys. Uh, with two guys with machetes. Um, and, you know, the first response that he had, he was he was going to kick, kick the guy. And I think it was a, a fairly good response in that, like, there wasn't much other much else he could do at the time and and so they're I bad think, distance yeah yeah so uh he does a kick and he he, he keeps the guy at distance and um it, it was a really nice beautiful move uh, with a kick you know yeah, he's good um, at kicking this guy was real good at kicking and then and you can see it they're at a distance where the guy with the machete was not going to be able to uh attack him unless whatever the guy actually uh who had just you know done his kick turns and re-engages the guy with the machete for another kick. Let's break this down for a second. There's a guy with a machete going to attack you, and you were surprised. So your root reaction is to kick. And kick. Worked right. great. Made some now, distance. Now, after you're free of the guy with the machete, what you choose to do as an unarmed guy is, is re-engage. re-engage. Right. And he didn't re-engage. Re-engage a guy with a machete. He didn't re-engage at distance, you know. I mean, like, they were still at a distance where he could have. But... His choice, and you could see it, was he put his focus back on, in a attack mode, back on the guy with the machete. The guy with the machete chopped his foot, essentially. Yeah. Chopped, chopped his, his leg. leg. Which, by the way, is why um, we don't see kicks in Aikido. That's another, that's a technical issue we can talk about later. But don't kick a guy with a sword. It's a real bad um, idea. And so, and so you see, like... He was, like, couldn't stand by it. No, he was, stand. No, he was no. a tough kid. It's a really oh, tough yeah, kid. Yeah. And uh, he was in a bad way. But... His attachment to the fight, right? His attachment to being involved in the in- interaction right. cost him probably his life. I don't know if he died in the video. I'm not sure if it says, but um, he was attached to getting back at, into the fight, into that guy when he could have just extradited himself. Oh, yeah, could have gotten uh, and been point. fine and probably saved his friend because uh, he had a friend who got yeah, got his hand cut off so, and uh, probably died also, but. Um, and so that was sort of, I think, what began to get me thinking about this idea of, like, don't be attached to uh, the the interaction, especially, like, one-on-one kind of thing. You have to be 100%. I, I think, I mean, I want to break this down just a little bit more just so it's clear to everyone. So, like, look, you're in a deadly situation, right? And and you've got no choice. There's a guy with a machete right on top of you, and you got to do something um, and the distance is such that whatever, like if your first action is to escape, the distance is such that the machete guy will get you before you escape. He's got extra reach. Right, exactly. He's got the range to get you, you know. So in, in basic Ma'ai, Aikido, it talks about this exact same thing, which is you have to suppress when you're inside of range. Because if you don't have some kind of suppression, i.e. Ikkyo generally, then uh, you're not going to be able to escape that distance. So he couldn't escape the distance easily. So what he did was he struck him. He used a Temiwaza. This was a kick, right? So this is not an Aikido guy. It's just some dude, right? Yeah. So he kicks this guy, and I'm just putting in Aikido terms. He kicks this guy, and so he made distance. Now, with the extended distance, he could escape. But I think that kick made him feel good. 
He's like, oh man, right. I kicked this guy in the head. And that emboldened yeah. him. Yeah, it emboldened him. And because of that, he chose to re-engage in a deadly situation. That's attachment to the wrong thing. Right. He right. should only attachment he should have had, I mean, from an Aikido perspective, is to himself surviving. Right. And he should have said, this guy will kill me with the machete, very likely. I should exit the situation. But he didn't. He stayed attached to it. So his committed kick, perfect, right. but then attached himself to a losing situation. Yeah. Right. And so I and, think and if he did, you know, if he did feel that for some reason he needed to be, um, you know, if he needed to be in a position to get the machete away from the guy, which, you know, those are your only two choices, right? Which are like, uh, keep get out of distance and stay out of distance of a person with a weapon, um, or be in close and get the weapon. Right. Um, if his, I, if he felt that he needed to, you know, reengage and get that. Uh, then he made a mistake of Ma'ai. You know, right. after that first kick, he should have moved in, got control of that weapon, um, right, and moved out. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to make it seem like he could not have, um, that there aren't instances where re-engaging might have been the best idea, That's but the way he it. chose, well, right. Um, and the way he chose to re-engage probably wasn't. That's, I mean, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That, that's so like making distance with your legs, and then re-engaging, re-overcoming. So there's a deadly distance, right? So it's just like in tennis, right? So probably a lot of people play tennis. Um, when you play tennis, right? So you can play the net or you can play the back. You don't play Why, the that, fucking the, middle, right, right, Because right. shit happens too fast and it's too large to cover, right? So when you're way back in the back of the court. It happens slow enough that you can generally get to it, even though it's a long distance. And when you're right at the net, it's close, so you can quickly destroy everything. But when you play in the middle, you get screwed. So all weapons have that getting screwed range, um, which is like right where the tip of the weapon is. So because he made distance greater than the weapon's length, Stay he, out. He right, right. He out. has yeah, to come no, back right. in right. through that distance. So you're essentially traveling back through that dangerous distance. That's right. If you, if he had really wanted to get into the safe distance close, right. Again, what he should have done if he wanted, if he thought he needed to take control of that weapon, when he kicked the guy, he should have immediately pressed. So right, meaning, right, right. he kicks the guy and then he's pushing into the guy. So that way, before the guy can recover, he'd be on top of the right. weapon. And the way to do that, by the way, is never with your legs, which is why Akira doesn't have kicks because. My leg can't suppress that weapon well enough, but the weapon can cut my leg right, off, right. and so then I can't walk on it. I can use my arms to grab his wrist, which, by the way, is why Marotedori, Katatedori, uh, Yakutedori exist, right? So we're seeing an Aikido-style situation, but he just his distance choices were bad, you know. And I can see why he thought it was awesome because he was a good kicker, yeah. right? Right. But well, again, that's, for it. that's the attachment to the. Uh, to the the altercation and had he moved out of it right like and just started the guy with the machete would have been chasing him down now we're back into he has right the lead he has the power in that he's leading this guy he could have led him into traffic or whatever he wanted to do or at least away from his friend right who was so which is you know this is another way you know like so this is a cliche of aikido as we use their force against them this is why Aikido, like we always have these, you know, I'm going to put air quotes on this, zombie attacks, right? Because if they weren't zombie attacking me, I wouldn't be engaging them. Aikido, you're never going to square up with the guy. I'm always leading him. So meaning he's coming at me, I'm moving away from him, so he's always chasing me. I'm always seeking to create greater distance. That's right. And because of that, he had, in order to get to me, he has to zoom 
That's to right. get to me. And that zooming is going to inherently make him unbalanced and, and crossing area quicker than he should. Right. Now, if I allow him to slow down, he's going to defeat me, right? Like in the Aikido paradigm. I don't want that. I want to always lead. And so the only way I can use a force against them is if I lead him. And by leading him means I'm making distance. There's lots of ways to do it. But making distance is, is the most common. And at the same time, that Aikido mentality that we should always be trying to put ourselves into is the, the committed thing, which is everything that I do – um, I'm going to do my best at it, right. which is I am. If I'm trying to create distance, I'm doing my best to create distance. Now, if that doesn't work, I, I can deal with the next thing. And I can't be. A, you can't be attached to, to the fact that it failed. Or, right. right. Yeah. But their attachment is what allows my Aikido to be successful. Right. right. Exactly. So my lack of <laughs> so it, it works on right. Exactly. Works right. On both sides. Your lack of attachment and their. Um, having attachment right. sort of feed each other. Right. Yeah. So my true commitment allows me to take advantage of any of their attachment, right? Because attachment's a reactionary to commitment. Commitment's yeah. the initial, attachment's the after, the secondary. So like Yoshiba, you know, when he was talking about dodging bullets, who knows if he did that? But like he talked about it, you know, dodge bullets in the war and shit. Uh, so he said, there's a light that comes out of the gun before it fires, and I just moved when I saw that light. I don't know what he's saying and like we could make up all kinds of magical shit. Maybe he was crazy. I don't know. But but what I believe he was saying, and I do believe there's something valuable in that. He was saying he could see the the, the glint in their eye, if you will, the 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 desire for them to the attack. Yeah, and the, the second yeah. he saw that, he's like, I got to move. Right? Because he knows that they've lined up the shot at that point. Right. And so if he moves right then, then they have to follow him. Now, if they don't take the shot and he moves, they'll have to move their gun to right, where right, he moved. Right? right. right? Um, and who knows if this is a possible stuff, but I think he's getting at something very valuable in that, which is if I always move on their intent and not on their action, I'm ahead and I will lead them. So if they're going to shoot a gun at me and I move to the left, they have to move their gun to the left or they can't shoot me. Right. There's a certain like um, both vulnerability and strength in that commitment in our ability to be not attached and committed to whatever it is we do, you right. know? Um, because you are essentially like, um, I'm over here. I'm, you know, I'm the bait in a way, you know, and that's, uh, like, Ooh, I'm putting myself in a dangerous position and to allow myself to lead away or to be, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but at the same time, it's also like that hundred percent commitment, zero percent attachment is basically making the statement that like, I have a hundred percent confidence in myself to handle whatever it is that comes up. And that's what we're working towards is, um, addressing a range of situations a, a you know a flow chart or a tree of situations that would come up if you will um and and in developing confidence in those things so that no matter what happens right. everything that you do um you go i can handle this that's okay right. i can handle right. this you right. know and that's something like we were, we were doing the self-defense class today so this is what i'm thinking about but that's always what chris tries to tell the students is that like um don't be so attached to something working that if it doesn't work, you you freak out. You right. know the the stereotypical oh just kick him in the balls it'll work. You right. know and that's the first thing that he says about that is okay look maybe a kick in the balls might work maybe it doesn't but don't be so attached that when it doesn't work your whole world falls to shit. Right. You know right. well, try I, it and move on. Try and I and think you on. see this in IKEA like in. Uh, Giawaza and, and less so in Rondoi just because Rondoi is a little more uh, frantic but um, in Giawaza where you know people are moving it's a nice move blah 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 and then the, <coughs> excuse me Nage decides like okay 
I see this beautiful technique coming right. in, and I step in for the technique, and then the technique fails, and then they get pushed, 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 pushed right. and they're like, what, right. what just happened? And then they're behind, and they got to get caught, whatever. That's right. Um, and that's the attachment of um, the technique, an attachment to the technique. And then when the technique fails, then it's like, you know, this the wheels start spinning in your head, and you're done. So yeah. you have to be able to, you know, set that up. Oh, there's the technique. Oh, nope, the technique didn't work, but I'm on to the now. next yep. thing. You know, I'm on to the next thing. Um, and I just keep that going. There's a couple little uh, cliched things that I think are useful here, and one is um, lose a battle to win the war, right? So, like, the idea that, like, I can let go of little things that I try as long as I'm really achieving my overall goal, right? So, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose a battle over here and a battle over here because our main goal is this, right? And so it's like, and and also, uh, you know, it's the same in negotiation, right? Like, an argument and negotiation are two different things, although I think a lot of people think they're the same, but right? So, like, an argument is I am forcing every point I make to come across and you're going to do what I say. A negotiation is, look, overall I want this. What can I do to make you happy that I can get this thing I want? And to me, Aikido is much more a negotiation Negotiation than an an argument, you know? It's not an argument. And I'm willing to lose battles. Like, I want to do Shionage. It's not working out. Well, who cares if I do Shionage? Because really what I want is to make myself safe. So as long as I'm safe, doesn't matter what happens, right? But we get so attached to wanting to do a kodagaish or wanting to do whatever technique that we forget the real goal and we get we go down the wrong rabbit hole. Then we're not leading anymore and then we're in the wrong position. Right. That's like music or something, you know? Like oftentimes when people go to see a musician perform, what they care about is the experience. They care about watching a really cool band rock out and they're having right. a good time and everything's fun. You know, that's what that's what they what people want to watch. But if a musician gets so attached to, I've got to get all, all these chords exactly correct and I have to remember every single word and I have to, you know, it becomes very, um, like, uptight and anal and, like, people can read that, read yeah. that, and it's not as fun. But if you're less worried about getting everything perfect and just, you know, having a good time, everyone can feel that and that right. achieves the goal of <laughs> creating this experience, you know? So it's, yeah, lose a battle, win the war. Yeah. No, I like that. I think that uh, argument versus negotiation is a really good way to look at it. Um, and uh, not, you know, there's the ultimate goal, and that's the ultimate goal, and everything else is on the table, on the, on the way to it. Yeah. Um, and so you don't, you, you don't get bogged down on, well, they caught me here or whatever. That's what you do in an argument, um, and it's not really. And an argument's get, all attachment. You know, you know? it's like every point I make, I've got to defend that point because right. I'm having an argument and I'm going to win. Whereas in negotiations, like, you're right, I can give you that, right. um, but really what I need is this over here. I think, I mean, that's like, isn't that the, like the number one advice that people give to like people's relationships and stuff is that like to make a relationship work, like it's not you against the other person when you're arguing, it's you and the person against the argument. Let's you and I right. get over this mm, right, hump. Right, right. This, this is the daughter of a counselor. Folks. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that was so. Nice yeah, that said. was a good, yes. like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what it is, you know, yeah. it's not like um, I am trying, you know, because if it's an argument, then I'm trying every possible way to say, fuck you, Chris, right. you know? Um, and and that's um, so much attachment to saying fuck you when it's like, no, you're in a relationship with this person. You Maybe right now you want to say fuck you, but later you're going to really regret right. Right. taking every little dig you can. And so instead making it, a, okay, I'm going to allow you to say some things to me because truly we both have feelings right now. Let's share them because we want to get over this hump right. and be happy because that's what we both right. do a shit right. about. We want to work together lives. against the argument for us to have a good relationship together. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the war is against the, the bumps in the in the road. And right. 
the, the, the piece is the having the nice relationship. And so, right. Yeah. And the problem is when we lack the confidence to understand when our stuff's going to be successful and not, that we think we have to defend every single point, you yes. know, and not realizing that. And that's what I was saying, you know, about the when students start to get good at Ukemi, they'll just run at someone because they know I can roll or I can high fall or I can do whatever to make myself safe after this. But when they lack that confidence, there's indecision. And then when there's indecision, you can't lead anyone and you're being led right. yourself and it's all going south. You know? I think it's that like vulnerability and strength thing, you know, and that's another thing. Um, the hundred percent commitment. We're just throwing them all out. I know. Today. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going for it. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is really the heart of Aikido. Yeah. I mean, I think, no, I like, think it, yeah. this is what people also say about like getting into a relationship, you know, is like you have to make yourself vulnerable to look for a partner or to, you know, to, to allow a relationship to unfold with someone. Um, and a lot of people who have been hurt are like on guard. They don't want right. to be hurt again. Right. And um, unfortunately that doesn't allow them to start something new with someone. And yeah, so, which is why people tend to get in the same relationships over and over and over. Right. But I think like the perfect kind of way to be with that is that hundred percent commitment, which is just like, I'm always open and willing for things to happen and, take things as they come, but I'm also not attached if it doesn't work out, right. you know? And it's really hard right. to be that, especially if you've had past problems, but that's like the ideal thing that people always talk about is the way to handle those things as they arise. I think we could talk about this for a lot longer, but we're at 44 yeah. minutes, folks. Do five. I, and I, I really do think the reason we can is because it's, it's at the heart, <laughs> and this is why I wanted to bring it up, because I really do feel like this is the underlying power of Aikido. This is the thing that sets uh, the martial art apart. This is the thing that you know allows the the big guy to uh defeat the small guy all the you know like all the crazy stuff that we think that that we think and know is true about aikido at its heart is this idea right this idea of uh, attachment and and a lot of times we'll talk about it as uh asymmetrical conflict um i don't know if we've talked about that on this podcast or not but that's the same idea you know it's the same I think that I had one more thing, but the I think the thing that makes that hard is always um, on the mat we're training, right? And so we create these 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 uh, scenarios that we work with, um, and also we have testing and things like that where there are separate goals, right? So like when we're doing a Jiuwaza during a test, you know, I don't know for me at least, I'm always like kind of fighting with myself of like. You know, I know that I need to just demonstrate Aikido and just demonstrate what I believe to be Aikido and don't worry about anything else. But there's always that little thing in the back of my head that's like, but I got to show that I know Aikido. And that's the attachment right. part that's like, I need to show a code of Geish right now. And that's what would make me force something where otherwise I might just right. let stuff And what's really funny is like um, the answer to that is to not have an attack, you know, yeah. like and the thing that will mess that up more than anything is exactly what you know the minute you start going well i need to show it it's it's done right but if you just have no attachment you will be able to show it because they're the things that happen as you're moving around in space with another person who is trying to grab you yeah, yeah. so i think there's like those extra attachments that we have that of course we have on the map make it harder to practice that 100 percent commitment zero yeah. percent attachment all right, folks. So uh, right. we'd like to thank our patrons. Who, Do we? Um, so, uh, and I don't know if you have this pulled up yet or not, but we have new patrons. We have two. We two new yes. patrons. Uh, which is so exciting, and it keeps, every time we get a new patron, we share it uh, within our little group chat thing, and every time it's like, woohoo! It's like always super it's exciting. Awesome. It's super awesome to get so, new like, patrons. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, and it means a lot to us that you guys care enough to, to reach out and support to us. You and know, we always so. say that if, if it's getting old for you to hear this every episode, uh, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> No, because it is an important thing, so. You gonna pull? You gonna... I'm pulling it up. Oh, okay. I oh. It's the internet is um, <laughs> doing a thing. Well, can we look at the the old at least? Uh, yeah. Look oh. at the or now it's just the frozen up completely, yeah. as is want to happen. Well, thank you so much to our patrons. We super appreciate everything you do for us. Um, it's really exciting to see you guys um, constantly uh, showing your support. Yeah. I think they already said this, but I'm. I'm stalling, guys. Uh, I had the idea, and I don't know uh, if you are a patron, and, and this sounds like a, a good idea to you, let us know. But of um, maybe trying to facilitate some sort of meetup or something where, and maybe it can be an online kind of thing or something, I don't know. But just a moment where we can all kind of get together and, and talk and um, maybe even meet each other face-to-face or something um and i know everyone has schedules and weird things uh you know that may or may not allow us to all do that but if you are a patron and or just a listener um and this seems like something that would be fun for you um let us know and maybe we can work to get yeah, Josh just like saying that. we'd like to do some um, kind of seminar or something. Yeah, so seminar guys, or guys like workshop or something. I mean, who knows? It's hard. And obviously, we over, right, we have people from all over uh, the country and all over the world who listen and who um, are patrons. But you know, we might be able to work something out where you know, for a weekend or whatever, um, we can have people get together. Um, at least maybe people who are close or or and or willing to or able to to travel to to meet us. Because um, I think that would be really nice. I personally would like to meet um, a lot of these people, and hopefully they would like to. Okay, this thing's but we're not, not be working. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, the, so, so we'll I, we'll thank you. Um, um, I'll, well, I'll attach it later. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh. Well, so Chris did send the new patrons, so oh, I can at least nice. see the new patrons' names, and then the iPad's not loading for whatever reason. And we'll so. see. Yeah. Um, but so you all know who you are anyway. <laughs> I bet our our hardcore listeners could probably name the <laughs> other patrons. At this um. Point. So we do have um, one of our new listeners is Marcin. Uh, oh gosh, I can't say your last name. C Z Y Z is the last name. Not I'm gonna sorry. try. It. I'm Not so gonna, sorry, yeah. Mar- Marcin. And and just message. Give me a, a way to say that. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll put it. <laughs> just in. message me. Just message <laughs> me. Write your name again. <laughs> message uh, me. Phonetic spelling and also uh, Randy Stewart also. Um, and Thomas Polino, I think he's also new. Wow, um, so those are awesome. our new patrons. We'll go ahead and tack on the other ones at the end. I'm so sorry. I, the internet's like taking a shit yeah. or something. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, guys. Um, tip, tip of the week. week. Um, tip of the week is, uh, so it's convoluted, right? Um, to work, to think about that uh, 100% commitment, 0% attachment, because it depends what you're practicing right now, right? Sure, yeah, okay. Um, so whatever role you're in, Think about what the 100% commitment, 0% attachment would be is, in that you know? Role, yeah. So if it's a partner thing and you're the UK or something, the the attachment, the 0% attachment is letting go of your um, need to win or your need to prove something to your partner or whatever else, right? And commit 100% to the attack that is prescribed for the thing you're practicing. Um, and if it's a more live engagement, right, and the, the, the nage is practicing um, adjusting to things as they happen, it's a little more live, um, see if you can uh, 
not be attached to um, showing off certain techniques right, right. or some other stuff. Just meet things right. as they happen. And even a possibly simpler version of this is just to pay attention to the thoughts inside your head. Yeah. Uh, and see if you can pick up when you're being attached. You know, when you're having right. a moment that's like, oh, I want to do this thing. I need to prove something right. or whatever because it is. it'll happen. You know, it'll happen. You'll step in to do a technique and you'll mess up. And, you know, your initial response will be, oh, I right. suck. Right. right. Uh, that's that's, an, that's attachment. an attachment that you don't need to have. And, and not saying get rid of it right now because you probably won't be able to. I know I can't still. But just be able to see it. Feel it, understand it, know it, and then you can work on getting rid of it later. I think so. it's it's gonna it's a lifetime thing, for you know, sure. Really, um, but it's a good thing to start thinking about. Also, a on. tip if you want to really do a tip of the week, we could say try some meditating. Uh, you know, just <laughs> I love that. sit um, and let the world. Like, you should do an episode you know. of explaining meditation. Yeah, I think that'd be a great one because that would be. I think a lot of people talk about meditation um, and they don't know what they're talking. About. So. <laughs> no, I think that's a great one because I do think, med- uh, you know, depending on the type of meditating you're doing, um, but there are ways for you to meditate um, that will help this uh, right. this thing that we're talking about. So just take things as they come. That's exactly right. All right. All right. Uh, I think that's going to be it. And then we will be back next week. Again, you can find us on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't subscribed so that you can get the new episode every time, please do that. Um, like and share, you know, like please let other people know if you enjoy it. We do have um, a new Facebook group. And we have a new oh, Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, please, it's not a Facebook uh, group. Please join that Facebook, Facebook page. page. Okay, it's good. called Aikido Discussed. Uh, check us out. It's not like super popping right now because like, new. Yeah, like but the page, share the yeah. page. Um, we'll, I'm going to start trying comments. to post more stuff like when the new episodes are coming up and what they're on and stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start posting Very more good. stuff. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right, bye-bye. Have a good one. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters, Brian Crowley, Christopher Aceto, Constantinos Andrew, Flor Hanawick, Franz Martinson, Gingus Galahad, Grant Templin, Hillary Jones, Jim Gallant, Jim Sullivan, John Smith, Linnea Kuna, Lise Klein, Mark DeRus, uh, Marcin Sezias, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Randy Stewart, Rob Kitson, Sharon Okada, Sean Wagner, Ted Rose, Thomas Pellino, Urbano, Walking with Tengu, Warwick Dean, and Yuli Simgu. Thank you guys for being our supporters. We really appreciate it.